Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. With you today. Thanks so much for being with me here on the pod. You can find the pod most everywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, the WDBO app, WDBO.com. You can also check me out on the radio each and every morning on Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of O Town. Check me out there in the WDBO app. Well, this is a story that is being very much overshadowed right now, especially by the pandemic. But it's a story that I think is very important that we bring light to it. It's a story about opioid addiction here in Central Florida and really all over the nation. It's an immense problem. According to the CDC, there were nearly 94,000 overdose deaths across the country in 2020, including more than 7,500 here in the state of Florida. That's an increase of 29% and 37% year over year, respectively. The driving force behind the spike in overdoses is fentanyl. And according to Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima, fentanyl is 100 times more potent than morphine and 50 times more potent than heroin. Earlier, I spoke with Sheriff Lima about this story and the story about his deputy shooting and killing Samuel Kirk in Sanford early this past Thursday morning after a domestic dispute led to Kirk coming out of his house and brandishing a handgun at deputies. How are the deputies doing right now? I, I know they're on paid leave. And, and, and is there a, a new update to this story, Sheriff? Well, good morning, Scott, and uh, thank you for having me on, and thank you for uh, asking about our deputies. Uh, they're doing uh, surprisingly well, considering what they were what they were faced with. You know, both are about 18 months deputy sheriffs here, but acted as seasoned veterans in a very dangerous situation. And I think I thank uh, God that they are they are healthy and well. Uh, we will be there to support them emotionally through this process. It's not easy, obviously, pulling your gun and having to take somebody's life, but it allowed them to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the body cam footage, uh, did it jive with, uh, what your, your deputies told you about what happened yesterday, Sheriff? Yeah. When I was on scene, um, uh, early morning hours of yesterday, I was able to look at the body camera and it's just frightening to see, uh, Kirk walked out of the house, gun raised, came around the corner. And I'm thankful that our deputies, at least one of our deputies at the time had his weapon drawn. Uh, because this could have been a completely different situation. And you actually see muzzle flash uh, when Kirk uh, pulls his trigger probably 25 yards away uh, from our deputy, rather point-blank range there. All right, well, let's shift gears now and and talk about a story that that caught my eye actually earlier this week, uh, the problem of opioids here in Central Florida. 
And of course, uh, you being the sheriff in Seminole County, the problem there in Seminole, and I know you would really like more people to understand how to get help for those who are suffering addictions and really bring awareness to this problem in Seminole County, Sheriff. Yeah, Scott. So let, let me kind of put it in perspective here. As uh, I think I've talked with you and your listeners before about, you know, having the opportunity to serve as the vice, vice chair of the state opioid task force. But these numbers are just not here in Seminole County. They're across the state and nation. Uh, to put it in perspective, uh, in Seminole County alone, since January 1st, our deputies have deployed naloxone, Narcan, more than 500 times. Uh, or another way to put that, we have brought people back to life with the use of medicine 500 times for a drug overdose. We've had nearly 550 overdoses since January 1st. And unfortunately, uh, more than 70 people have died here in this, in this county. And the numbers are, are pretty steady uh, across the state of Florida in each jurisdiction. But because I think that we have a a capacity to focus on only one crisis at a time. Mm. A lot of the underlying um, uh, conditions that are uh, really expanded because of COVID-19 are really not getting the attention that they need. Uh, we did some research through Project Opioid in Orlando, and this is prior to COVID-19, and it was determined that there was nearly 60,000 people in the Central Florida area alone that were, that were addicted but not falling into one of those categories of death, treatment, involvement in the criminal justice system or overdose. So yeah. it's a big, big problem. Why is it? Why is it a problem? I mean, obviously, the, these drugs like fentanyl, they're, they're very addictive. It, does it have something to do with, with COVID? Like, why are we seeing the increased numbers here, Sheriff? So, so what has happened, and by now, anybody who is a consumer of news knows about the Sackler family and Big Pharma and Purdue Pharmaceutical and the the overprescribing of opioids across this country. Uh, Florida was actually the worst. We, we represented 97% of the Oxycontin pills that were on the street for a, for a long period of time. Uh, we were able to close down those pill mills, regulate doctors, and make sure that people are not able to over-receive uh, the opioids. And I think physicians are mindful about what they're prescribing to people, but the unintended consequence of that is is people have turned to street level heroin or more frequently uh, the, the much stronger uh, uh, fentanyl laced drugs. Now fentanyl is 100 times more potent than morphine, 50 times more potent than heroin. Uh, Carfentanil is 100 times more potent than fentanyl. So if somebody was stuck on a Oxycontin regimen for five years prescribed by a doctor, there was an unprecedented addiction to a substance, but they weren't dying because it was still pharmaceutical made. What they're doing now is they're getting online, they're looking at what appears to be that 80 milligram Oxycontin that they have become so familiar with. They're ordering it, they're taking it, and they're dying nearly immediately because it's, it's processed in clandestine labs by rogue chemists and is cut with pure fentanyl. Scary stuff. And, and right now I'm told there are about 230 people in Seminole County charged with murder because they, they failed to intervene and attempt to save somebody from overdosing. So if, if you know about someone who is overdosing and don't do anything about it, you could be in jail. Yeah, Scott, the, the, uh, that number is a little high. Uh, it's been misreported, but we, we've had about 30, a little more than 30 successful prosecutions mm -hmm. for first degree murder in Seminole County. And, uh, you know, we feel that drug dealers need to be held accountable. 
that if somebody deals a deadly dose of narcotics and somebody goes unconscious and dies, it is incredibly important that we get that person off the street because every person who receives a similar uh, dose from that same batch is very likely to have similar fate. Uh, you mentioned earlier, COVID-19 has only complicated this because you can only imagine the amount of people who were in recovery, in treatment, that now uh, went into isolation, uh, personal stress of losing family members, losing their job, facing unemployment, uh, loss of their home, has only turned people back to their substance of choice greater than ever before. So mm -hmm. we've got a, a big mess on our hands that we have to clean up and it's important that we keep this on our, on our radars. Opioids, obviously, such a huge problem, not only here in Florida, but, but across the nation. What's the best way, at least in Seminole County, Sheriff, what's the best way for people to get help? So the best way to get help is to uh, contact us here at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. We've got great partners from Aspire Healthcare, uh, Advent Health, Orlando Health. We have all the players coming together. Also go to Project Opioids website. It's... Uh, Project Opioid is the business, faith, and, and public uh, community coming together. I have the opportunity to, to co-chair that. It's an initiative led by Andre Bailey, who's the founder and CEO. Uh, look up Project Opioid online. You can get free Narcan, uh, a lot of information. But uh, call us here at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office, and we'll definitely point you in the right direction. And much appreciation to Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima for coming on the Inez Says podcast today. I'm Scott Inez. That's going to wrap it up for the pod today. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.